And uh, Dakota's, I gave him response, one of his responsibilities was to preach three times this summer. And this is the third time. And so, and uh, we take him back to Heartland on uh, Wednesday. So I'm trying not to be dead too much right now. Uh, but he will be back for Christmas. Amen. And then uh, next summer, I might, uh, it might be a fight between me and other preachers as to who gets to use him as a summer intern. Um, and frankly, I, I don't mind him having a good summer experience under another good man. Uh, it would be a, helpful and a, a help and a benefit to him uh, for his ministry. I did not, so just so everybody's clear, but I don't tell any of my kids they have to be in ministry because I am. Uh, that's the wrong reason to be in ministry. Uh, I have uh, always, sometimes not communicated as well as I thought I was, but always try to tell my kids they need to do what God wants them to. Uh, as long as they're doing what God wants them to, I'm a happy dad. Uh, so I got to tell you, when Dakota first said he was called to preach, I kind of like, I just kind of took my hands off for a little bit because I don't want him to be dad guided at all. Uh, he knows he's called to ministry which is uh, preaching. And uh, it's God's job of designing what that looks like, not mine. Amen. As it is for all of us, by the way. Uh, we need to be doing exactly what God wants. Uh, I think of the Hetzers, pastoring out in, uh, out in Nampa Caldwell, and the next thing you know, they're, they're in Sri Lanka. Uh, and that's uh, that's God's right. And by the way, he doesn't just do that with ministry people. A amen. He does that with all of his people if we're attentive and aware. Uh, sometimes some he calls to stay at home and some he sends out to support those. Or some he keeps at home to support those who get sent out. So uh, I, will, I would ask that you'd pray for Dakota uh, in his ministry. He's worked all, he's worked all summer. Uh, I've got him working tomorrow, technically. Uh, it'll be his last day. Uh, I may or may not make him do that. We'll see. He's still got to get ready to leave out on Wednesday. And then uh, <clears throat> uh, we've, been, we've been paying him a little bit each week, and then the men agreed uh, this afternoon to help pay for a good portion of his semester cost as well. Uh, so that, that is a big, I, I know it will be a big blessing to me, and I know it is to him, but I'll let him deal with that part. So I appreciate uh, our men have always done to all of our interns. We've helped them with not only their summer work, but also some of their semester. And, uh, and we're going to reap benefits from that. Uh, we are. So, and for those of you who want an update, Carlos has graduated from barber school and has a job. And so now he can be a bivocational uh, help to any ministry, which is, which is a blessing. So Carlos Lopez, he was a blessing when he was here. Uh, wouldn't mind a bit having him back if the Lord would lead that way. Uh, and maybe the Lord will. We don't know. I guess that'll be up to the Lord. But all right. So Dakota, you come and preach, and you get your Bibles. All right. Well, this is going to be the third and last time of the summer. I'm thankful that I was allowed to preach this summer, and thank you for uh, letting me work. And well, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, uh, just let me work here, and I am extremely uh, thankful. Um, just. For everyone that's that I got to see this summer, interacted with, just come home um, and just see, uh, you know, people I've known for a little bit, you know, about since 2015, and you know, uh, some new people, and it's been really just a real blessing, and I've really enjoyed it. And I also, I just appreciate the time here. Um, so tonight uh, we're going to be looking over.
couple things um, that I think have been uh, underutilized uh, by Christians today. Um, no, I mean, nothing too special. But um, we're going to be on our Bibles to Matthew 21. Matthew 21. Um, Matthew 21 and verse 18. I know pastors already been preaching on Sunday mornings through the book of Matthew, but we're kind of skipping ahead here a little bit and kind of you know, fast-tracking it, probably getting in his way a little bit. But this is just what I was... Um, this is what I was laid on my heart to speak about. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So uh, Matthew 21 and verse 18. Um, and let's start there. So now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he hungered. And this is talking about Jesus as he's returning to Jerusalem. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee thenceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. And all the things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this time. I can just come up to your word and just preach your word. Uh, Lord, this is my message, and I, yours, Lord. And just, Lord, help me present it well, um, and just help me to speak the words clearly, Lord, to where they can understand. Um, and just, uh, just oh, if this may touch any hearts, Lord, well, I praise you for it, Lord, and just uh, give honor and glory to you tonight. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All right, so we're hopping in the middle of a chapter here, and it's obviously Jesus has just gotten back from a uh, journey, uh, and he's on his way back into the city. Uh, and so it was in verse 18, it says, he, he returned into the city and was hungered. So this is basically showing that Jesus is just a, you know, just showing Jesus is just a man. Um, he was born on the earth, and now he's just a man. He hungers, he, uh, he, has, uh, he has pain, he thirsts, obviously all that. Um, just another, you know, just another reminder thrown in there. And, you know, we see, and assumably uh, he had his disciples with him, or he's meeting with his disciples at some point. We see him talking to them later on in the uh, verses. Um, and this is, uh, sorry, I lost my place here. Uh, and so the, he's going back and he's hungry. Um, and he ends up at his fig tree. Obviously, he's looking for food, probably, just looking for a little snack. Um, and he ends up at a fig tree and it's, he goes up to it and it's, it's, it's just barren. It's just, you know, sticks, leaves, and it, it's not nothing on it. It's, it's not no fruits or figs, whatever it was supposed to produce. Um, and, and he, finds it, he finds it barren, and uh, there's no fruit to show for itself. And he goes up to his, with his disciples, and as he usually does, he uh, turns this into a lesson. Uh, you see Jesus do this multiple times throughout his ministry. He kind of takes those simple things or simple problems, and he turns them into lessons for disciples, which could be like parables or something like that, or just actually just, just really good stuff that deals with eternal or spiritual problems that benefit the disciples and us even today. And it's just the simple stuff like this is just kind of amazing what Jesus can turn us into. Um, so it's, it's, so what lesson does he use this time for? It? So after Jesus went up to the fig tree and saw that it was barren, he basically told to the fig tree just wither away and just basically it just died. He just told it um, the exact wording here. And when he saw the fig tree and the way he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only and said unto it, let no fruit grow on henceforward forever. So he basically just told it, you know, it's kind of amazing to say it, it just go away, and it withered away on the spot. 
And the disciples just stood there in amazement, just how in the world that did this happen? They, they wondered how in the world the fig tree just died on command. It, but it's still puzzling to me, like over and over again um, throughout the Bible we see this, but the disciples are still amazed what Jesus can do, even though he's done this several times before. Like, how in the world did you do that? Well, I mean, he did just turn uh, like water into wine like a, a couple chapters ago, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure why they're still questioning him. Um, but still, that's just kind of funny to me. Um, so Jesus goes on to response to them. He tells them, well, this is, this is how I did it. If you have faith and doubt not, you can do this and basically way more. As it says in uh, verse 22, it says, not, oh, sorry, um, verse 21. It says, Really, I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you should not only do this, but also, or sorry, do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And then Jesus adds one more thing um, we see. It tags on to the verse 22. And this time he's talking about uh, prayer. The first, the first part um, he was talking about faith. But this time I was talking about prayer. But uh, not just prayer, but to me it's about mixing your prayer and faith. So it says, uh, verse 22, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Uh, Jesus says, In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. That verse is the one that sticks out to me the most out of the, uh, the five verses we got here. So it, it's basically just saying, pray with belief. That's what he's saying. So let's take a little uh, dive into this. So what, is, what does the verse mean? How, how should we pray? Uh, how, do we, how do we pray with faith? What things can we pray for? How do we have faith? Or uh, what, is, what is prayer exactly? These are just uh, simple questions, but I think that we overlook the answers to these questions a lot in our day-to-day lives. I, I know I certainly overlook them. Um, but let's take a look here. Uh, so the first question is, um, what is prayer? So what is prayer? Um, it, this is uh, really a simple, it's a really it's almost a stupid question almost, because it's like, what it, well, we know, all, all of us know what prayer is. You know, you know, we pray before our meals every day. It's routine. It, it, probably routine for many Christians. Probably three prayers a day, you know, or just we, we, got, our, we got our normal routine. We spit stuff out, um, and, and we all know what it is, right? But what, what is prayer, though? And it really should be a simple question. However, um, and it's probably very helpful and insightful for all of us to take a deeper look because we really need to know what prayer is before we even start, start talking about um, what we can do with prayer. Um, so prayer equals communication. It's as simple as that. Um, prayer is our hotline to God. It's, it is as simple as that. It is our one and only mainstream for us to commune with God. Now, God does talk to us through the Bible and the Word. Um, that is hard communication. Uh, he talks to us through that, but we talk to God through prayer. Um, God speaks to us through his word, and we talk to God through prayer. So we should, just, we should really just take a second, though, um, and just realize how cool that is. Um, we have access to God whenever and wherever we want, free of charge. So it's, it's, it's like, an, you, can, you know, iPhones now, it's, it's pretty amazing. We can call anyone, basically anywhere in the world almost. You know, in some places you got, you know, you got your, your uh, pay fees and stuff like that in, in different countries. Um, but it, it, we're limited, though. I mean, uh, in certain areas, you know, where sometimes we go out of service. Um, you know, if we're out in a mountain or out on a hike or camping or something like that, sometimes we're out of service. Um, but with God, we actually are never out of service. So it's, it, it's, it's honestly just pretty cool because we have access to him at 24-7. And it, it really is an amazing access of communication that supersedes all of man's technology right now. Um, and if you just 
just think about that, the creator of the universe, um, he, you literally have an uh, opportunity. Um, you have access. It's a, the free channel. You can talk to him whenever you want. Um, and it's, it, it's just amazing to think about because it, it, how far God is away, I'm not sure if you can even measure it or, you know, where is heaven. Um, but still, it, wherever that is, you, we literally can just send a prayer up there and instantly God knows and hears it. Um, but this is, like, you know, this is cool and all. Um, and it's, it's great, and all of us Christians have it, and we have access to it, but it's, uh, it's underutilized. It really is. We, we are the ones that are throttling our own access. We're choking the channel of communication. Uh, it's, it's our own faults. And instead of depending on prayer 24-7, we kind of open up the channel, and only in certain times of need or just we kind of just we fill the channel of, of prayer with a bunch of uh, waste and garbage. So that's, um, that's prayer. So let's, let's take a look about uh, faith real quick. Um, let's talk about faith. So what is faith? How do we use it? This is, um, so this is what the Bible says about faith. In Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1, it says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that, that almost sounds a little bit vague if you're not really paying attention. So what, what does that mean? So faith is something that we place on something. Is faith is something we place on something that really won't always be seen. It's, it's something, it's a trust. Um, it's a hope and belief that is placed on someone or something. You know, like you'll, you, everyone's heard the story of how, you know, you sit on a chair, you, you, you don't think about it, you, you use faith, and you believe that the chair is going to hold up 24-7. So using that faith to uphold yourself. Um, and the same example can be applied to different, uh, different matters of our life. Maybe in regards to spiritual things or, you know, just other things we do that aren't even related to our spiritual walk with God. Um, so faith is not always a sure thing, though, um, because we can place our faith in the wrong things to uphold us. You know, there's a lot of things that we can, uh, there's a lot of things, you know, maybe a person that you kind of depend on, that you rely on, that falls through. You know, we always have the, we've all, probably all been backstabbed before and we're hurt. Um, and that's just, you know, that because we're placing our faith in man, it's not always a sure thing, you know. And um, I know our camp theme, is our camp on our shirts, uh, can't we do Psalm 62.5, wait thou only upon God. Um, that meaning that you can only place your faith and your trust in God. So that's really the only, the only uh, sure faith that we can do. So faith is not always a sure thing, if, if, depending on what we can place on it, uh, what we place it on. So we have to place faith in the right places to support our lives. So faith is something that we, we cannot see. It is, sometimes it's unknown of what the outcome is going to be of some, uh, something that we place our faith in. Um, it, but it is something, though, we have to put 100% in most of the time. So we have to put 100% belief in it. It's all in our heart because when we're, when we're sitting on a chair, we're not always going to be 50%. Oh, maybe I'll sit down on a chair. Maybe I won't. Maybe yeah, halfway through. You, you can't go 50-50 when you're sitting down. You got to, it's all in or all out. So, even though we cannot see the things we're placing our faith on, it, it does sometimes have to be, it has to be 100%. So that's, that's faith. So faith is something that, that is hope, and it's, it's a belief that we 100% believe in, that we're trusting on something. So in the, in the next part, so in verse 22, it says, In all things, whatsoever you ask, you shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So to me, this, this is saying, um, uh, this is a, kind of a mix of prayer and faith. So we've, we've gone over both. Uh, we've kind of explained what is prayer and what is faith. So now how do we mix prayer and faith? 
the, uh, we got to intertwine the two. And these are arguably uh, two of the most important tools a Christian could have in his, his walk in life with God. Um, praying with faith. Prayer is something that should not be used in portions. We should use it often. We should use it very often. However, what things we pray for is um, something uh, huge to take into account. Um, so we are to we should to play, uh, pray with belief as well. We are to place our faith in what we are praying for. Um, so let's go back to that verse in Hebrews. So faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. What we are praying for may seem unattainable, but we are to place our faith in what we are praying for. We are to put our prayers in God's hands. Uh, we are to have 100% trust. No, we have to have that full all-in trust in what we're praying for, um, that he's going to have He's going to have it in his hands. He's going to take care of what, we, what we're praying for. Um, we have to place that trust. Um, uh, and we have, to put, we have to put passion and belief in, in our prayers. And we can't just pray aimlessly, right? Um, pray with a purpose. Pray with a purpose and pray with a passion and belief. Have trust in what you're praying for. It can't be the other way around. You have, you have to... Sometimes um, a prayer is more just like a cherry on top of something we're going through. You know, um, we're kind of going through maybe it's a um, car problems, and we're already taken to the shop. You're like, "Oh, Lord, uh, please uh, let this bill not be like over a thousand dollars, something like that." No, it's just something we we really just throw on, uh, whatever you want to take of that. It's really something we just throw on on top, extra. Not really, we're, it's not it doesn't really hold that much gravity to it. Um, so it's usually just an afterthought. Uh, usually, we're usually just um, too busy to even think about it. It's usually just whatever situation we're in, we're doing it on our own belief and what our own basis. Instead of uh, taking a step back, you know, and uh, having that open channel, and you know, we have that channel right next to us and we're open, we kind of just ignore it. So we have to we have to take advantage of that if we have the chance, and it should be our first priority. We need to start praying before we take action. We need to start praying first. And we have to believe in. We have to believe in what you pray for. Praying is, is not, it's not uh, just whimsical. It is, it's the real deal. It's, it's for real. It's, if you're asking for something and you're, and you're putting your faith in it and believe in it, it it's, it's the real deal. It's not just something that everyone says, oh, I, prayers. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send prayers my way. Just as like, you know, as a, a being console. Like you're trying to console someone. Um, but we have to start acting like it's the real deal. So what can we pray for? Now, what are the limits of what we can pray for? Um, nothing, right? We can pray for anything that we want. Uh, nothing, nothing is off the limits. We can pray for anything and everything. Uh, we can talk to God about uh, anything. God has opened up that channel, and we can talk, we can talk to him about uh, whatever we want. Now, what should we pray for? That's, that's the question we should be asking. What, remember, we should say, well, I said earlier we, we really shouldn't be, um, we should not be wasting the channel of the, the prayer channel with a bunch of just random nonsense and garbage. Um, Pray actually believing in something. So uh, oftentimes in the Bible, we see prayer for uh, spiritual matters or matters of great concerns. Like in, uh, I think it's Luke 22 or 21, um, when Jesus is praying before he gets taken away that night. Um, and he, he's, he's praying over what's to come, and, he, and he's, he's concerned. And we see, we see Jesus. And, and what it, so what does that mean? So we, we, see all, we see a lot of people throughout the Bible as, as praying. So what are they praying about? What, why are they praying? What, like, what is the purpose of what they're praying for? Prayers in the Bible are usually following um, inside of God's will or anything to 
to bring glory to God. Most of the times, most of the times. Um, there's uh, a couple times we see, you know, the, the prayer on the, the man on the street corner, you know, praying. And we see that, in, I think, in, uh, I forgot which book. Um, but uh, this, but it makes me mainly, mainly um, just prayers that really coincide with God's will. So this is the example we need to follow. Um, so what does God want? That's the question um, we should ask to start with. What does God want? What is God going to get out of this? Uh, how does this bring glory to God? Because that, that is our that is our main concern here. That it should be our main concern. Is the thing I am praying for relevant to what God wants for me? Um, you know, a Bugatti or a private jet or a couple trillion bucks. That I mean, it's probably not always going to be in God's will for your life. Although that would be pretty sweet. Um, you know, maybe the Lions will win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe that will coincide with God's will, and you know, maybe that will win people to the Lord. Who knows? You know, as as long as it fits inside God's will. But we can be honest. Um, you know, maybe maybe a Bugatti is something that God got, that is in God's will for your life, and maybe it'll help you win souls to the Lord. Um, you know, that's just up to up to you. Um, but we can be honest and say those those things are of self interest most of the time. Um, you know, we. Those things are only really things that we desire um, and just selfish wishes. Now, maybe God does want you to spread the word around in those different ways. Maybe God does have in store for you like millions of dollars. Maybe, that, maybe that's God's will for your life. I don't know. Okay, that's, that's what only God knows that, and he knows what uh, he knows best. So uh, it, it's uh, honestly, it, you just have to pray for God's will in your life for that decision. But um, it's really up between you and God. Um, anyways. So let's start praying for things that will help us glorify God. Um, we, we can't waste our prayer. Um, we, we have to you know, pray with a passion. We've got to pray with belief. And we have to start, we have to start praying for... Um, we just have to start praying. Um, but yeah, we, have, we need to put actual gravity to our prayers. So prayer and faith are uh, two underutilized tools in a Christian's life. It is, it's time that we start putting the tools to work. We have to put faith. We have to put faith in it. We have to put prayer in our life. We have. We need to mix the two. We need to start praying with a passion. We need to start praying with belief, right? And we need. Our, we need to start taking prayer seriously. We we can't let it be an afterthought. We we have to start putting gravity behind prayer. We have to actually believe what we're praying in. When we are praying for something, we actually have to believe that's going to happen. We can't just say. It can't, it can't just be an extra. It can't just be an extra. We have to, we have to say, God, I'm, I'm praying for this. Um, whatever you have for me, whatever direction you have in your life, I'm going to base it off what you have for me. I'm not going to take it my own way. I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to let, wait on you. I'm going to wait on, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to wait till you respond to me through your word. And I'm going to, I'm going to wait on you. And I'm going to let you, because God knows best for your life. Okay. Um, taking prayer as an afterthought is just, Taking your it's taking your life on cruise control for yourself, um, and it's it's just something um, that is it's selfish, and it's um, it's not gonna it's not gonna always go well because God God's God is omniscient and he he sees your future and he knows the direction you need to take. So it's the prayer channel's open. You know it's it's open for you to communicate with God and say, hey, I I need help. I need help. I need to know what's what's next. Right? Maybe you don't. Know, maybe you're uncertain about your future. What's next? Okay. You, what's next? And I'll go from there. I'll follow you. I'll go from there. I'm. I'm not going to go ahead and do it. I'm not going to take this job 
and then after that I'll start praying, hey, please bless this job. No, I, maybe, maybe I should take into consideration of what maybe is this job what you have for me? Is this, is this promotion or am I having to move? Is this what you have for me? So prayer is something that should be used seriously. It's something that should be used in our daily lives often. Uh, when you wake up, ask God, hey, can I power me through the day? Power me through the day. And uh, don't just pray. Don't just say, hey, um, Lord, please help me through the day. Amen. Uh, pray with a passion. Pray uh, and put faith in it. You know, um, Pray in that he's actually going to do it. It's actually going to work out in the end. So ask, maybe ask God to give you an opportunity to witness. And uh, you know, that definitely will coincide with God's will. Um, and maybe there's maybe an opportunity, maybe to give you the words to say. Um, you got put faith in the prayer, and believe you will. And this prayer, the prayer that you put faith in, that faith will uphold your life. Um, it's, you have to put faith in the prayer, and that in your life will be based off that what God has for you. You, it, you can't uphold your own life. Your strength can't uphold your own life. You have to place faith in God that He can uphold it for you. You are incapable without Him. So it, it's time. To start putting those tools that God gave us into action. And it, it's time to start empowering our prayers with faith. And it's time to get into action. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for the time, Lord, you give me to just speak, Lord, uh, speak your word. Uh, Lord, um, just thank you for the tools we have with prayer and faith. Um, and I know they're underutilized, Lord. And I know I don't use as much as I should. Lord, it's, it's, it's free, Lord, and we don't use it enough, Lord. Lord, please help us this week to go in into head first, um, praying first, and to just um, seek your direction first, and that, that is the only way that you can uphold your life. Uh, our lives will be uphold, Lord. Uh, just thank you for this time, Lord. Lord, just bless the rest of this week, Lord, and people go out. Uh, in just name, amen.